Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, recruiting, retention, and compliance. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm honored to be joined by a progressive and innovative industry leader, Greg Troyan, president of PGC Trucking out of Aliquippa, PA. So glad to have you on the show, Greg. Thanks, Jeremy, for having me. I'm uh, pretty excited about this. I don't do too many of these, so uh, uh, I'm in your hands. Well, well, it's an honor, and there's uh, there's a lot going on at PGT. Uh, I'm excited to dive into all that. You're you're a recent recipient of the Heavy Duty Trucking Fleet Innovator Award. Uh, you're revolutionizing trucking with the future of flatbed, and I'm anxious to learn more about that. You were named one of 2023's best fleets to drive for. You've got a new training facility in Blairsville, PA. You broke ground on a new terminal in Laredo, Texas. You've uh, adopted battery electric vehicles. That's progressive. And uh, while I certainly want uh, to ask you at least to share about you know those exciting topics, I'd, I'd also like to learn more about you. So I'm hoping to get into your background, your your journey into the industry and, and PGT, and, uh, and learn a little bit about what makes you tick. So, uh, and then, of course, we make sure to answer a question from a listener during our deeper dive segment. Think we can, we think we can accomplish all that? It's a long, uh, lot, lot to cover in a short period of time, but I'm ready. It's, it's, it's a lot. And actually, even before we dive in there, as is a custom, uh, I, I generally ask uh, our guests if there's any book recommendations that they might want to suggest, anything, whether it doesn't have to be recent, but maybe something impactful uh, that you've read that you might want to uh, share with the audience. And this is a total gotcha. I didn't prep you for that's this. A, that's, a, that's a gotcha. You know, uh, Jeremy, I don't, it's crazy. I don't do a whole heck of a lot of reading, but what, what, uh, I've done lately, I find myself doing lately is, uh, uh, all of a sudden I have, uh, uh, friends, many friends who have decided to write books. It's, it's become, you know, a lot easier to, to get, uh, write books and get them published, uh, through Amazon and, and those kind of things. And I think it's really great that people get this opportunity that they might not have been able to get in the past to be able to, uh, express their thoughts and, and uh, their experiences and, and publish their own book. So lately I, I get handed uh, a lot of these uh, books by friends that, that, that they wrote. Uh, some of them are uh, pretty deep. Some are, are funny. Some are uh, can be inspiring. Uh, so I don't have anything in particular. Sorry on that, but I, I got a lot of these, uh, you know, 70, 80 page books and, and uh, uh, it, it takes, time to try to even read those but uh that's what i've been doing lately when it comes to books nothing big well i'm anxious because you said how easy it is and i, th I think that's true and that's easier than it's ever been uh i'm anxious especially at the end of this interview for those who are maybe getting to know you for the first time are going to be anxious to read your book <laughs> uh, well i think i'm gonna wait till i retire before I <laughs> that's fair well with over 40 years of industry experience i know you've uh 
had you know various leadership uh, positions across multiple departments. Can you maybe share uh, some key milestones or maybe moments in your career that have shaped your approach to leading PGT today? Yeah, sure. I, I, it probably comes from a combination of, of my entire professional life experience. Uh, I'm, I'm actually originally from Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I went uh, a couple of years to college, uh, but uh, I was unfortunate in that uh, there was a draft lottery back then, and uh, my number was 25, and uh, I wasn't a serious enough student to to uh, ward my uh, deferment, I think, too much longer. So I jumped ship and went into the Air Force, and I spent four years in the Air Force, and when I came out, I looked for a job, and I found a job in uh, in New York uh, on Long Island working for a trucking company dispatching trucks in Brooklyn, Queens, uh, Bronx, Manhattan, real, uh, real way to start your, your trucking career. Uh, so I was a dispatcher, uh, dispatching those, those trucks. Uh, after a few years, uh, found it uh, necessary to move back to Pittsburgh, which I did, and uh, started uh, because of Pittsburgh and steel and uh, a lot of flatbeds. I, I wound up getting a job of a uh, flatbed carrier. And uh, worked my way up to uh, operations manager and started making sales calls. And so operating during the day, I'm making sales calls at, at night, coming back the next day, doing the same thing again. And I started to feel like uh, I needed to do more. So I uh, pushed a little bit, tried uh, working for another company or two in the area and wound up uh, coming across PGT's founder, Pat Gallagher, uh, even to the extent where we were, we were both competitors. Um, uh, we, uh, we competed with each other where he would be walking out of a shipper's office or traffic manager's office and I'd be right behind him or vice versa. And we were, we were on each other's uh, heels. Uh, a friend of ours, a uh, mutual friend of ours recommended we meet. So we, uh, we had a uh, dinner and uh, exchanged some, some notes. Did it again a couple of weeks later, and then finally I went to work uh, with Pat in uh, 1986. I think PGT had uh, maybe 45 trucks at the time, and I've uh, been here ever since. We've been able to, to do a lot of great things together. Uh, so if you want to know, uh, uh, you know, for me, if you want to know what really was the key uh, part of, of my career in, in unfolding and developing to where I am today, it was the chance chance of an offer, uh, chance of a lifetime to come to work for PGT and work with a guy who had the same kind of feelings and desires and, and wanted to overcome the challenges uh, that I did. Uh, so that was, that was it for me. That's a, and it's a long time in the industry. So you said 45 trucks or so at the time and today you're where? Yeah. You know, combined with all of our companies, we're right. 1100 power units. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh... That's a fun story. And that's, again, getting back to my point about uh, reading that book someday, especially 40 years in the industry. And you're also, uh, you're, you're a, a recent addition to Atri's Research Advisory Committee, if I'm not mistaken. And I had the honor of serving on that committee. And that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm just curious, you know, as a member of that Research Advisory Committee now, how do you feel about the, uh, the opportunity to participate and help address some of those, you know, greatest challenges that the industry faces? Oh, I'm, I'm extremely honored, and and I like you said, I feel uh, what a, what a fantastic organization. It just keeps getting getting better. The the information and data that comes out of that that organization is invaluable, uh, and to be able to to play a part in determining uh, what 
actually uh, are the challenges that we need to to really get into and, and try to find out what's driving those challenges so uh, all the carriers can benefit. And, and actually beyond that, shippers, carriers, uh, government uh, can all benefit from this information to make uh, truck transportation a lot better for us all. But it's, it's a privilege, it truly is. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and great relationships being built uh, in that in that group. And a lot of different uh, viewpoints, which I also uh, really appreciated. Uh, I know that you're passionate about the the need for the industry to adapt to the to the needs of today's you know driver model, right? Particularly a, a, a younger audience. Could you maybe elaborate on what specific changes or adaptations you believe are are necessary to to meet the expectations of this demographic? Yeah, well, you know. We've got a lot of really good young people working at PGT. Maybe it's, it's the most I've ever seen. And when I talk young, I'm talking 20 and early 30s. Uh, we, you know, I guess it's a cliche in saying they're the future, but they truly are. And uh, what I love about working with these uh, these people is uh, uh, they develop the, a passion similar to the passion that Pat Gallagher and I had. 35 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, and, and it's just fantastic to see them uh, take on the challenges, take on responsibility, uh, display their uh, comprehension of problems, and most importantly, uh, display their ability to solve problems. And, you know, trucking and probably with a lot of uh, companies, uh, the ability to solve problems uh, is, is, is really important. And that means solving them uh, with your own group of people, not always looking for an easy solution by, by coming to me or coming to somebody else, Pat, or somebody who's been here for so long. It's better they try to uh, solve those problems. And what I see are a bunch of people that are just, uh, uh, they, they just uh, embrace that so much that it's, uh, it's just fantastic to see. I'm really thrilled. And that is truly for us, when we talk about the future of Flatbed, it's not just trucks or technology. Uh, it, it's it's these young people. How we're going to develop them to take on the future of the transportation? Well, and that's key uh, because I know retention is a big deal too, right? I mean, it's important that bringing people on. I mean, I, and I do want to get into the training facility uh, in Blairsville because I think that's something. The challenges that companies face of of finding or hiring new CDL drivers, getting new entrants into the industry and then keeping them, uh, creating a path, a, a career path for them, I know is something that, 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 that is important to, to you, to, to PGT in general. And, uh, I know some of, like I said, the most recent news, uh, was about that, uh, the, the, the Blairsville PA. And so kind of maybe, can you share a little bit about that facility, how it came about, uh, what's your intent behind it in terms of, you know, kind of your, what are, what are the goals? for you in terms of uh, growth and development there? Well, we've had a facility in Blairsville for about five or six years now. Uh, and it's a uh, maintenance shop. It's, uh, there's some operations that go on there, but mostly it's training and, and orientation. Uh, and we kind of, uh, we, we kind of outgrew it. And we also decided we needed to re-energize it. And so uh, we were able to find a, a facility adjacent to our facility that it was perfect for what we wanted to do. And so we took the opportunity to move in over there and, and just re-energize our entire program and, and bring in new equipment. 
you know, as you can imagine, with a flatbed, uh, it takes a little extra training with drivers uh, due to the fact that we have to be very particular about load securement and load protection. And with so many different commodities, uh, you know, we handle uh, single steel coils, we handle structural steel, we handle lumber, uh, wallboard, uh, machinery. Uh, sometimes there's no telling what we're going to see when we show up at a particular shipper in terms of what the cargo is and how it's being prepared to be uh, transported by us. So the time we spend training drivers, and by the way, all of our office staff spend uh, a period of time up there actually climbing on trailers uh, and learning to chain and, and, and tarp loads as well. Uh, but but it's so important that we work with uh, drivers so they understand the uh, you know how, how the technicalities and there's a uh, DOT way of doing things and there's a PGT way of doing things which we claim is uh, a little more uh, heavier requirement than DOT. We want to make sure nothing nothing ever comes off a trail, and we want to make sure we protect the load so we uh, obviously don't have any claims. Uh, but that's the uh, the core reason to have that facility and to spend the money that we did to, to upgrade it. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, and that training when you're, especially like you said, something with, with flatbed where there's so much, uh, so many different types of uh, securement, so many variations of, of uh, cargo that you might be carrying, uh, all the more reason to ensure that you're training them your way, the way that you want it done uh, for those uh, reasons. So as shared earlier, you were recognized as a recipient of the Heavy Duty Trucking Fleet Innovator Award. Uh, could you highlight some of the you know, innovative practices or technologies that, that PGT has embraced under your leadership sort of to revolutionize transportation? And, and perhaps this is an opportunity to kind of open up, unpack the, uh, the future of flatbed a little bit, if you would. Well, yeah, sure. Um, you know, we're based in Pittsburgh and, uh, um, you know, before the uh, somewhat uh, recent uh, setbacks by autonomous vehicle producers, uh, Pittsburgh was a, uh, a, a core center for autonomous uh, vehicles, trucks, cars, etc. Uh, CMU has a robotics institute here, and, and many of the people that went through that robotics institute uh, came out and worked on these autonomous vehicles. Uh, because it was so close, uh, we we got we got involved and and we wound up with an alliance uh, with a company called Locomation, which has since uh, 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 shut down, <laughs> uh, like like a few others. But um, we thought that uh, it was important for us to be a part of that. Coming from Pittsburgh, we saw the the value in it. It wasn't uh, something that we thought was going to happen right away. Uh, we didn't have any misconceptions about how long it was going to take, but we thought it would be important to align with and work with a company so that eventually at some point in time when these things became marketable, we were at the forefront. Uh, similar situation with uh, with Nikola. We we began a relationship with Nikola uh, five years ago, four and a half, five years ago, 
uh, when when there were just drawings on a on a poster. A personal friend of mine was was the CEO, and uh, he invited me out. That was on an advisory board for a while, and uh, I just thought that if this thing is going to work, we want to be a part of it. And a lot of that comes, uh, Jeremy, from the fact that we look at our top 10 customers and every single one of our top 10 customers has a, has a sustainability commitment. And it just keeps growing in strength and commitment. Uh, many of them go as far as to, to claim that they have a target date for emitting no carbon in the process of producing their product by a certain date. And uh, that means everything that goes along with making the product, including transporting their products. So we wanted to align with our customers. We wanted to let our customers know that we're, we're with you. We understand it. So we're going to work to try to get environmentally friendly equipment on the road. And uh, so between our belief that, that uh, electric-powered vehicles, whether it be powered by battery or powered by hydrogen fuel, an electric uh, vehicle, uh, while not replacing diesels entirely, but playing a big role, we wanted to be involved and we wanted to have some input in development and use, work with Nicola to overcome some of the obstacles. And we've done that. Uh, and so uh, we actually bought our first two electric vehicles last week and uh, they're getting prepped to be on the road. The first one will be on the road next week. You still have a lot of things to overcome. You have to overcome the weight. You have to overcome the uh, the obstacle of where to charge, how long does it charge, uh, how long will it uh, run on a charge. Uh, but we've got all that worked out. We know you can't just throw, you can't buy 50 of these and throw them in your fleet, right? You need to, you need to uh, be very specific about what you're, where you're going to run this truck based on all those constraints. But it's doable. And, and uh, you know, I've got some customers that are, they're, you know, really excited about getting one of these into their operation and on the road. Well, that's really cool. And, you know, uh, I have a Tesla. I've had a Tesla for nine, nine plus years. And I say that because nine years ago, when I bought my first uh, Model S, I, the, the infrastructure for charging was sparse, you know, and now it's everywhere. And so kind of to the point, you're, you're almost at that, those, the early days of, you know, of that, uh, you know, technology and, and, and I think you'll only see progress being made in terms of uh, where you can charge them, the distance that they can go, and so on. Um, obviously, the weight uh, concern is always going to be a thing, and I would imagine that the government would, you know, provide for some sort of uh, support assistance from that. Well, we got a we we do have a little break to get to eighty two thousand gross with a battery vehicle, but at the same time, the manufacturers are working to to get that weight down as well. So combination between some help from the government and, and some engineering and design uh, involvement can, can get the truck down to a decent weight. But very progressive minded. And, I, and that's not something that I, I see as much of as I, as I would wish, wish for. Uh, so, so that's encouraging. And I think it makes sense that, uh, that you're, you know, the, that the companies acknowledge, you know, and, and recognized as a, as an innovative fleet. Um, you mentioned you mentioned CMU, and for those who might not know what that is, it's Carnegie Mellon University. I assume you're referring to, which is, uh, you know, prestigious, you know, school there. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of leaders coming out of that school, and a lot of thought leadership that comes out of there as well. So you are in a great spot being right there in Pittsburgh. And uh, while I'm not from Pittsburgh, my father 
was born and raised in Pittsburgh and, and went to Duquesne. So oh, yeah, great. Just not, not, not far away. <laughs> now you are, uh, we, we talked about, uh, the, the facility, I mentioned the facility in Laredo, Texas, and I'm, I'm curious, especially, especially there, you know, uh, you know, border borders town, uh, can you share maybe a little bit about how how do you utilize you know technology or how do you maintain compliance with uh, various regulations and ensure uh, you know efficient CDL driver operations in a in a cross border environment like that? Yeah, well, we're in uh, we've been in Laredo uh, for over twenty years. Uh, we have uh, uh, about uh, twenty or twenty five years ago, we made a decision um, that part of the future of PGT was to expand our footprint. And, and uh, back then there was a pretty big initiative from, for uh, U.S. companies and Mexican companies, as well as Canada, to, to start doing more North America uh, projects together. So uh, we went down and uh, we uh, rented some property and uh, we tried to get to know the ins and outs of Mexico. Made a lot of mistakes, uh, cost a lot of money, uh, probably 50 times we thought we were just going to shut it down and, and come home. But we persevered. And uh, today we've got a, uh, a great business uh, in and out of Mexico. We've got great customers. We've, great, we've, got, uh, we've got great Mexican partners, which is really crucial to this. You can't uh, send our drivers into Mexico, so you have to have good Mexican uh, carrier, uh, carrier partners. And we do. We have that. So after uh, such a long period of time, we decided it was our it was in our best interest to buy property and build, finally build our own building. And uh, we did that. We bought a property and uh, uh, we hired our construction contractor and uh, uh, we broke ground about a month and a half or two ago and uh, we're underway. We should be operating by at least by second quarter of next year. And uh, so it's our continued uh, commitment to, to service our customers into and out of Mexico. We're pretty excited about it. It's going to be a great facility. Well, I, I know you and I spoke, I guess it was a, two or three months ago, and you. I know how, how passionate you are about the driver. And when it comes to attracting drivers and it comes to uh, making it easy for them to, 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 to apply, and especially we were talking about, you know, drivers that are coming, you know, that are in that border area, uh, Spanish speaking as their first language, making it easy for them. And I think that that mindset is something that always stuck with me ever since we had that conversation, because it's not common enough, like I said earlier, that I'm hearing people speak like that and 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 understand, look, I'm trying these these are talented people. I want them to work. They're good human beings. I want them to work for me. I need to make it easy for them to engage with me. You know, I need to be able to sir, you know, obviously there's rules that we have to adhere to. But at the same time, uh, these are these are capable, qualified employees that I could be employing and, and building a business with and, and giving them a, a great path for, um, you know, a career for career growth and development. And so it was just, it was that mindset that, uh, that I took away from that conversation that, that really impressed me. So uh, that's really more of a, not even a question, it's a comment, but I, I appreciated it. Yeah, just, uh, it's important to us, Jeremy, to, to, to understand that we have a lot of ethnic groups at PGT who, when they're not in public, when they're home with their, when their families and their friends and, and at church, 
uh, they're speaking their native language. And uh, I I grew up in a, my grandparents were from Italy. My dad's from Italy, and I grew up in a house where they spoke Italian. When we walked out, everybody spoke English. But in the, and so I think I think we want to embrace that in order to make people feel more comfortable and more uh, more part of our, our our family at PGT. Yeah, that's noble. And I think uh, for those listening, I think they would uh, share that same sentiment. And and and. I know we've just got a, about a minute left, so I do want to make sure we get into our deeper dive question. And and that is uh, a question from one of our listeners. And the question is, with the economy not doing so great, why is it still so difficult to find good CDL drivers? Any any thoughts or suggestions there? Well, good question. I can I can tell you this. All of a sudden, it's less difficult uh, probably within the last uh, 60 days. It's become less difficult. What we're seeing is, uh, especially because of van uh, freight being a little less available, we're seeing more drivers who are uh, been typically pulling vans uh, coming over and and uh, trying flatbed or inquiring about coming to flatbed. So what I would tell you, it's less difficult. It's not it's not uh, uh, that we've filled every truck so far, but it's less difficult. Well, and I know if I could add to that, I know there was a. I was at a speaking event, Great West Casualty Insurance, uh, their uh, symposium that they have every year. I was I was speaking at an event. I was talking to somebody who I know this person, pretty innovative, progressive minded, uh, very uh, embracing of technology. And he shared that they actually had uh, drivers sort of uh, sort of a pipeline, you know, of drivers. And, and they were going about thinking uh, opportunities to upgrade or or top grade maybe some of their underperforming drivers while he. The point of me saying that he was telling me about a conversation that he had with one of his peers, a slightly smaller fleet, but had not embraced technology whatsoever in their operations, certainly around HR recruiting. And he had mentioned that that person was really struggling. And I, the the difference, they both are operating in the same, same market, same area, but just the difference of somebody embracing technology and being more innovative and progressive, making it easier for drivers to apply even was a big difference. Um, just, you know, I, I thought that was uh, that was pretty telling. The person who didn't have any, they were still operating in paper, for example, and they were the ones that were challenged with uh, with hiring drivers. So not surprised, but, um, you know, tech, embracing technology, being innovative, being progressive, those are all things that, uh, that you certainly uh, personify. And uh, so I appreciate uh, your, you know, spending some time with us today. I'm, I'm grateful for our partnership and, and certainly appreciate the example you've set for being innovative and, and progressive in our industry. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you could submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road. Mm-hmm.